Welcome to Coaches on a Mission, the show for you if you're a values-driven coach and you want a simple way to find more clients, be more visible, and create reliable, repeatable success in your business. So I am bringing back one of my all-time favorite episodes this week. In fact, it was one of the very first episodes I ever recorded back when the show had a different name. But I wanted to re-air it for you because many values-driven coaches struggle with visibility, which is exactly what today's guest was up against. Her name is Katie Chen Mazzara, and she's a money coach who helps creatives save more money without sacrifice so that they can truly experience financial freedom. So at the time of our interview, Katie was ready to scale her business, but she struggled to be visible consistently. Going live on Instagram and Facebook, pitching herself for podcasts, it all felt like a daunting list of tasks. So what you're going to hear today is a deep conversation where Katie and I uncover the origin of her fear. From there, we explore how she can be with that fear instead of assuming that the only way to overcome it was by taking on some sort of false positive mental attitude. There is no place for toxic positivity on this podcast. Okay, now this conversation happened nearly two years ago. And can I just say that our friend Katie no longer struggles to be visible. In fact, I see her IG lives and reels in my feed pretty consistently. Katie's business growth has matched her visibility for sure. Since we originally aired the episode, Katie launched her year-long mentorship program for creatives and her business has not only passed the six-figure mark in revenue, it hit six figures in profit. All right, so you're a coach. So if you can relate at all to Katie's struggles around fear of visibility, then this episode is definitely for you. We'll share some valuable insights and some strategies on how you can move past your own fears and take your business to new heights. So without further ado, I'm happy to introduce once again, Katie Chen Mazzara. Hi, Katie. Welcome to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. How official of me, right? (laughs) Love it. I'm so excited to be here, Dallas. I'm really happy to have you. So before we dive in, because this episode is going to be a juicy one, I want to just check in. How's it going for you in your business? How's it going inside of the club? Give me a bit of a, a status update on life over there. Yeah, I love the club. And I know that it's, you know, I'm not just saying this to have like a, an ad for you or anything, but it's the best program that, you know, I've ever been in. And it really helps me to kind of be more focused in my business to know what the next steps are. And, you know, right now I'm about to launch a challenge. Mm-hmm. And so, it, you know, I'm really working through list building the segments and, you know, and also team stuff. Like I'm kind of going through some growing pains with, you know, my team and seeing if I need to expand that more. And so just having all of the resources is so helpful. And then in addition to being able to tap into 
you know, everyone who's in the club as well, you know, to be able to help out with some of those questions. And then of course your coaching is awesome too. So thank you. Yeah. You have had a really big growth year, right? Tell us a little bit more about those growing pains you just mentioned. I think it'll be really interesting for our listeners. And actually I should also say for everyone listening, Katie said she's starting to launch a challenge. So just in case we let's keep everyone on the same page. That's a five-day free training kind of designed to be a challenge, like a boot camp, right? Which will then, is that designed, Katie, for list building or are you planning on using that to sell into your course? Both. The most important thing for me is to, to list build because when I first met you, I think I told you that like my business was going well even without building my list. And so I really didn't concentrate on it. So I barely had a list, but now I know how important it is to have one. And so ever since I've been working on it, I've actually doubled my list since working with you and more than doubled actually. So it's, you know, it's really great. And I'm still continuing to do that. There, you know, some, it's not easy for me. And I think that's part of the topic that we're going to get into is about, you know, being more visible. (laughs) in my business, but it's something that I know needs to happen. And then with like, whenever you're growing, I think that like, you know, you always stress like having team members and I have had one and now it feels like I may need another one or it may feel like I may need somebody different. I'm not quite sure yet, you know, like it's at that point where I'm trying to figure that out. Yeah, it's hard to tell. I find, I know this isn't our topic, so maybe we'll bring you back. (laughs) But often, especially with team, it's easy for me to solve the wrong problem Mm -hmm. when it comes to my team. And so I was at a point in our business where I had maybe six or eight contractors Mm -hmm. who were all in their own little silos doing their own little things. And I wondered why I sure didn't feel productive It's because we weren't all on the same bus driving in the same direction, but I was solving the wrong problem. I just kept bringing more people on instead of actually letting people go and shifting to employees. Now, I don't know if you're there yet, but I think a lot of coaches wait too long to hire legit employees in their company. Yeah, I feel like that's where I am. I'm sort of at that point where I, I need to make a decision about that. All right, we will put a pin in that because we have bigger fish to fry today, but <laughs> definitely bring that question to one of our hot seat calls because I, it's so easy to stay stuck in five figures thinking, ah, oh, I don't have the time or the money to afford fixing this yet. And then it's the thing that keeps you stuck. All right, so should we dive into some coaching? Yeah, I'd love Let's to do it. Okay. So what do you most want to walk away with from our time together today? I'd love to explore. Like, I always think that, you know, we have coaches because it's so hard to see our own shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Use that word on this podcast. And now. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's important, you know, it's like somebody else can see things and to see the bigger picture and to be able to help you. And so I've had this you know, thing that keeps popping up in my business. And I, you know, work on doing it by myself and it really hasn't worked. Got it. You're here today to get an outside perspective. Yes. Got it. Okay. So fill everyone in on the goal that you have and the obstacle that really feels like it's in your way. 
Yeah. I know that to really expand my business that I need to be more visible. And what that means is to really put myself out there in terms of Facebook lives or Instagram lives or anything that, you know, really puts my face in front of people, partially because I'm a money coach and people really need to trust me and know that I know what I'm talking about. Once people are in my world, they do know that I know what I'm talking about. But it would be so much simpler and easier if I'm actually putting myself out there more. So you're ready to have a bigger impact on a larger group of people. And that requires list building strategies. And you see very clearly how literally be having your face in front of other people's faces. Faces is the quickest line to build the trust that you need to help them invest in curing their relationship to money through working with you. Yes. Okay. I really hear that. And what about visibility for you is so challenging? Well, what I've discovered is it kind of goes back to childhood for me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) as many things do. I am Asian American and I grew up in Texas where there weren't a lot of Asian Americans And in fact, in my elementary school, I think my brother and I were the only Asian American kids at that elementary school. Once I hit junior high and high school, there were more, but in elementary school, I was the only one. And there were a few incidents that actually put me, made me feel like I shouldn't be so visible. And one was like this time when I was in kindergarten and my teacher had us doing a little drawing of what she said needs to look like ourselves, really, you know, and, you know, she gave you a little girl or a little boy and then you colored it in the way you look. But I thought she said, color it in the way you want to look. And at that time, my little kindergarten self like loved blue hair. (laughs) And so you're ahead of your time. Yeah. I colored the little girl's hair blue and I was just being very creative and she snatched the paper out from underneath me and said to the whole class, does this look like Katie? And all the little kids laughed and they said, no, you know, that doesn't look like Katie. And then the teacher said, right. So Katie, you need to redo this, you know, Mm -hmm. get it right. And so In that moment, what I realized was like, it's not safe. It's not safe to be out there. And it's not safe to really put myself into the outer world in order to be laughed at (laughs) and to feel like I'm doing something wrong. Right. Because before that incident, my parents and grandparents will always tell me that I was like the most outgoing kid. I was the kid who like would see another kid in a window, some, you know, like in a building and say, come down here and play with me, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And after that moment in kindergarten, I became more shy and wanting to always be doing the right thing. Got it. It makes perfect sense, doesn't it? That that resourceful, intuitive little five-year-old would figure out immediately what she needed to do to get by in the world. So I want to just clarify one distinction here because you talked about 
growing up in Texas as an Asian American and not seeing your face reflected back yes. in amongst the kids that you knew. You started sharing the story about drawing. I was bracing myself for you to share that the teacher like made you draw slanted eyes or some totally racist thing like that. But what I heard was she squashed your creative expression. And so what you learned in that instance, it wouldn't have mattered if you were African-American or Caucasian in that instance. It wasn't about specifically about you being Asian-American. It was about you fully expressing who you are and what your creative ideas are and learning right away that that is not okay. There are other stories about me being Asian American, but I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) So I want it. So the question I was going to follow up with was, or maybe an observation, I can imagine that then throughout your life, it was affirmed to you over and over again that you're different right? You look different and therefore it was even more important to keep yourself in a container and not make waves and not stand out because you stand out enough already. Is that all accurate so far? Absolutely. You talked a little bit about the struggles with being on video, but tell us a little bit more about how this belief and this experience is holding you back in your business. It's just... You know, what I said before, which is, I know that especially with money, the topic of money, you know, it gets very emotional for people. And then to know who to trust, right? Who to trust with the information about my money is like, is such a huge topic. And so I really work hard when I'm working with clients to build that trust. And then so in order for me to actually bring in more clients, it would be that much more helpful for me to establish that trust ahead of time because it's almost like if I'm not even willing to put myself out there right, with my face and everything, um, and if I have that fear, then how do I expect my clients to really put themselves out there to be able to talk about money and to talk about what's going on with their own fears around money? Yeah, it's incongruent. So what I'm hearing you say is on an energetic level, every time you invite a client to come forward and heal their money obstacles, it's misaligned if you don't experience yourself as also stepping forward and healing your own obstacles. What would it be like for that little five-year-old to really have the opportunity to redo this experience. That's what I'm really feeling is so much compassion for her and what it would be like for her to get another chance, right? To fully be herself and feel safe in that container. Yes. Things would be different. I've allowed myself the freedom to break free from that. It's with a lot of work. Like like every time I do something on Facebook Live or anything, it's like, I really have to psych myself up. <laughs> right. Okay. So it, wouldn't it be wonderful if this could be joyful or at least easier, more effortless? Yeah. Okay. Because it's not who I am, ultimately. Like deep down inside, it's like, I love people and I love being around people and I'm really outgoing and... And I enjoy like having conversations with people. I'm comfortable even doing interviews with other people, right? But when I'm the one that has to be 
leading it, you know, or if I'm the one that's like just doing a live by myself, it, all of a sudden I'm like, okay, <laughs> I really have to try extra hard to make it happen. I really hear that. And I also just want to acknowledge you for doing it anyhow, right? Because there are a lot of list building strategies out there where you don't have to be nearly as visible. And even for you stepping up and choosing this career, (laughs) right? It's just such an act of support to that younger aspect of yourself that's ready for a different experience. So I just want to acknowledge you for your own bravery and self-awareness. It's really inspiring to me. So here's an idea. What if this little five-year-old Katie was in charge of you going live? Maybe four-and-a-half-year-old Katie, right? If she was in charge with that, how would she show up? What would that experience be like coming from her creative genius? I don't quite remember what I was like before that moment. But judging from what my family have told me, like she would be funny. (laughs) She would just say whatever was on her mind and maybe even be a little bossy. (laughs) I have a five-year-old. I think that's accurate. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I think like my uncle told me one time he came home a little late and I guess we were all staying with my grandmother or something and he came home a little late and I don't know why I, I wasn't in bed, but I said to him, oh, the children in this house do not come home this late. Yes, yes ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> he just oh. laughed and thought that was the cutest, funniest thing. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. So when I asked you the question from your head, you answered, trying to recall, right? So we're trying to get this assignment right. She would be funny. She would speak her mind. She might even be a little bossy. I wrote down she would be in her voice. And I want to just invite you to stop thinking about that five-year-old self and let's connect with her. So if it makes sense for you, close your eyes, tap into whatever feeling represents that creative, assertive, funny five-year-old girl who is totally willing to use her voice, say what she meant, and really embody herself fully. If she was in charge of going live being on video, really putting herself out there, how would she show up? With music and dancing (laughs) Mm -hmm. and saying what's in her heart. Yeah, expressing her heart fully. And I'm also getting like leaping at the opportunity to do so. Yeah, it would be more playful for her. yeah. Yeah, much more playful, less attached. Definitely less strategic, right? Less thinking that she's wrong mm. <laughs> or right or wrong. Less thinking about the right or wrong. Of Got that. it. Right. Less trying to get it right. So let's stay connected to that. There's a reason why she's not okay taking the reins here. Using music and dancing, expressing her heart fully, leaping at the opportunity, being playful, less attached less concerned with getting it right or wrong. There's a reason why that's not okay for her. What does she need from you? The reason doesn't matter, right? But what does she need to express 
right now? How does she need to be heard in order to be able to lead the charge here when it comes to your visibility? She needs me to make her feel safe and protected. Not from like anyone else, but just from myself. Does she trust that you're capable of doing that? Yes, with most things. Okay, tell me more. There's a sense of like, I know what I'm doing. And I'm almost in control of that situation. And if I'm, and if I'm very clear about why I'm doing it. About why, yeah. What's present for you right now? Just, I think I'm getting into that five-year-old mind and feeling that sense of sort of anxiousness popping up from that teacher's response. Yeah, I can understand that. So, and wouldn't it have been great, right, if back then there was another adult in the room who could have advocated for her fully? And often, as kids, that just doesn't happen. So we make those experiences mean something about us that, boy, then just becomes the armor that we carry long after we don't need to any longer. I have so much compassion for her. Okay, so in order for this part of you to really love being completely visible, specifically on video for your business, she needs to feel safe and protected. And the person in charge of that is you. It's almost as though, tell me if this resonates. I could be wrong here, but it's almost as though you adult Katie with perhaps your perfectionist tendencies, right, are playing out over and over again the role of this kindergarten teacher who shut that five-year-old girl down. Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. that's probably true. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but that critical side of myself is playing out in her role. And it the critical piece used to work really well because that's the thing that protected you from being called out and laughed at in a crowd. And now it's like eating itself. It has turned on you. And it's reinforcing the negative experience that it was originally created to protect you from. The only person telling you not to paint the hair blue is you. Yeah, for a long time, it actually stifled my creativity. And then I thought to myself, yes, that's not who I am. And then I was creative. I mean, I was, you know, working in television and producing and, you know, creating all the time. And so, yeah, now it's just about the putting myself out there and not being judged right or wrong for whatever I'm doing and saying. By you. By me. By you. Exactly. So what do you think needs to happen in order for you to begin to repair the broken trust between you, Katie, the grown woman, and this five-year-old aspect who feels judged or restricted by your need to be in control or be safe? I would reframe that story for myself. I guess I would think that instead of for me thinking that it was a moment where, you know, the teacher stifled my creativity and the kids laughed at me, I can just be 
like, well, you know, like I created something, I was creative doing my own thing and it created laughter, which is how I was as a kid. I was funny as a kid, (laughs) less funny now, but I was definitely a, a kid that like most of my family members would say that, you know, I was really, really funny. (laughs) Well, I think that's beautiful. Reframing the story. I also just want to take the pressure off of you. Mm. I find a lot of times with personal development, there's this pressure to be positive. Now I need my affirmations and I have to tell a different story and reframe. And sometimes things are just shitty. That was maybe one of your earliest experiences of shame, which is a real human emotion. And by reframing that experience, it's almost as though you're denying not only what happened, but how it impacted you. So if if that works for you, great. But I also, there are other ways that you can heal this without being positive about it. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. My daughter had an experience recently with her best friend who had a tantrum and hit my daughter. And so now we're kind of dealing with... Is that going to happen again? And so my daughter asked me, right, is that going to happen again? And I couldn't tell her no. I actually don't know, (laughs) right? If it happens again, it's not going to happen a third time. And that's another conversation. But so I could not promise that. I can't promise that she's not going to be laughed at in school or hurt. Or I can't promise that. But what I can promise her is that no matter what, I have her back. So worrying about whether or not that's going to happen again, that is not her worry. That's my worry. I can handle that. She gets to be five. And so for me, that's a way to honor what really happened because it was it hurtful. It hurt her heart and it hurt her body. So we get to honor what happened without ignoring it, without being Pollyanna, right? And also without dwelling on it revisiting it and replaying it and project all of that crap. So I just, what would it be like for you if you didn't have to reframe it in order to move on from it and instead to instill this trust with the the hurt part of you and who you are now, it's letting that part of you know every day, this is not for you to worry about. I am resourceful. I am the adult in the room now. And no matter what happens, I have your back. That's interesting because loyalty is one of my strongest, one of my core values too. Mm. It probably comes from that. I always wondered where it came from. (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me about you. (laughs) Wouldn't it be great if you could just build your business focusing on your strengths I see too many coaches struggling to fit into a certain mold and they ignore the easy path. So let's put an end to that. What I want you to do is go to dallastravers.com slash quiz. I've put together a 45 second superpower quiz designed to reveal two things. Number one, 
the very next step in your business, whether that's list building, client attraction, or scaling with a course. And number two, the natural strength you possess to help you accomplish that task. When you get your results, you'll also get a custom built toolkit with actionable items you can put in place right away to finally make this growth path simpler because you're doing what you do best. So the link again is dallastravers.com quiz. Go and check it out and then let me know on Instagram how you scored. So feel into this idea of, well, I could reframe it and I made people laugh and that's nice, right? And then this other option, which is it can be unresolved and still be okay. What Talk to me about like where you're leaning and what's present when you think of those two paths. Well, when I think of the second path, it actually makes me a little angry at the teacher. Me too. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, not just for that incident, but there was another incident where we actually played the Wizard of Oz or we did the play the Wizard of Oz. And then she had my one friend who was all like blonde hair, blue eyes and she looked like a little Shirley Temple and she got to be the good witch Glenda. And then she said to me, oh, you, because of your looks, you get to be one of the flying monkeys. (laughs) So disappointing on so many levels. Yeah. Sorry. And so it reminds me of like what, you know, a teacher that just wasn't very good because I've had great teachers. And she just was not one of them. It really put a spotlight on who I thought I was on the inside Mm -hmm. and made it all about what I look like on the outside. In both of those examples. Yes. It was all about what I looked like on the outside. How often have you let yourself go there and be mad at this woman? Not often. I'm usually a pretty positive person. (laughs) Yeah, not often. This is probably, I mean, I, I probably did once or twice in the past, but then I would just let it go and make it part of who I am, <laughs> right. my story. Right. This resonates, and this would be an exercise for you to commit to on your own, okay? Not on the show here today. But I think there could be some massive value in you doing some writing, letting this unprocessed anger out. Because for many of us, it's just part of our culture, but especially for women, right? It's not okay it's to be angry. And so if we can't express, this is just another version of you not letting yourself express yourself fully. So would you be, and whatever that looks like for you, right? For me, what it would look like would be setting aside some time with a nice thick stack of loose leaf paper and writing right? And it doesn't have to make sense and it can go in a million directions. And I'm allowed to be as ugly and as angry as I want because I'm ready to get that energy out of me uh, for good. And then you burn those pages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you actually promise yourself ahead of time that you will burn the pages. Then you can really be free. In spiritual psychology, they call that free form writing. How does that sound for you? Yeah, I definitely talk to clients about that all the time. And doing the release writing and or an FU letter. (laughs) I like that one. (laughs) Great. Okay. So did I just hear you're going to commit to writing that FU letter or the release writing? Yes. Great. 
All right. So what else, when we think about that second path of, you know what, I don't have to reframe that. It happened. I can choose, I can use it now in any way I want, but I don't have to make it mean something different back then. So just letting yourself be mad at this teacher who did her best and fell very short. What about an exercise or an action or a practice to establish trust in that younger self so she knows she's safe and protected from your criticism? Yeah, I don't know what that looks like, to be honest, because I also have very critical parents. <laughs> so they were, you know, they're very, very much in my head too. It's a challenge for me to not be critical. It's something I've I'm always worked on is right. to let those thoughts go because I know that they're not really me but they'll keep coming back. <laughs> you have a lot of practice with them. They're very yes. familiar. <laughs> yes. yes. Totally. I get it. Well, the good news here is we can all be flawed and still move forward. But the idea that came up for me around this, and tell me if it resonates for you, would be, I wrote down five-year-old Fridays just because I'm a nerd and it's alliterative, right? But what if there was a date every week, a couple of hours, where the five-year-old part of you just got to express herself. And it's just the two of you together, dancing, playing music, painting, napping, cooking something you've never cooked before. And it's just a very safe window of time for full creative expression from that younger part of you. And letting her lead and letting her witness you being there, supportive, open, connected, and the opposite of critical. Yeah, I like that. I try to do a little creative project at least once a month mm-hmm. <laughs> or more for sure. Mm-hmm. And getting to play more. Getting to play. Yeah, that's been something I really want. And I know that my five-year-old self is craving. And I just wonder if there was more time and space and room to just play, how that would bleed in to you going on video. Because you're going on video, <laughs> right? So I don't feel the solution is, oh, well, B5, play music and dance. There you go. There's the solution. But if you could commit to reestablishing that trust and giving that part of you room to fully express, it would easily bleed into these other areas of your life. So how can we up the ante here around your commitment, which it sounds like right now, once a month, you're trying to be more creative. Mm -hmm. If we need to, this is a muscle that you're strengthening. What's a bigger commitment, right? You can make around the full expression of your own creativity. Not sure, but I feel like it can be just me showing up live, like, more than I do (laughs) Uh and not really allowing myself to just have fun with it. Allowing yourself to have fun. Yeah. What's coming up for me, two things. The first would be, I would love for you to have a play date every week. (laughs) Even if it's just 20 minutes or you're thinking of taking a bath, you take a bubble bath because that's a very five-year-old thing to do just so that you're more consistently communing with that aspect of yourself in a safe way. And then the other one around going live, 
is creating a cause. So instead of, I must go live because it helps me build my list and build trust with my audience, I'm going to go live because this is the way that I connect to that younger aspect of myself and show her that I have her back no matter what. So a cause, right, that's bigger or at least equal to the fears that have been making this harder for you. Yeah, and not get in my head so much about it. <laughs> and when you're in your head, just, oh, okay, I'm back. Maybe like every time before you go live, you draw the picture of a girl with blue hair. <laughs> just to anchor in that intention that this is not, there's plenty of time to go live to build your list. This is about so much more than that. This is about really healing this shame that happened possibly for the first time in your life because she deserves that. (sighs) All right. So how are you feeling? Good. Yeah. I feel like I have some steps too. I have some actionable steps, writing the letter and then also finding it. Yeah. The, the connection to myself and having her back and doing something just creative and fun and playful and yeah, having those play dates. And being gentle. This is an experience that you've carried along around for a long time. And it could be part of your life's curriculum, right? New layers of it will continue to be revealed. So just being gentle with that instead of where I can sometimes go, which is, are you kidding me? This again? <laughs> I thought I resolved this. <laughs> Because it just is the thing that makes us rich and the thing that we're meant to, like, that keeps us sharp and growing. So what I heard you say was, this feels actionable. So I want to summarize the actions for our listeners in case this conversation has sparked something in them. So the first one is writing the FU, you called it a resolve? Writing. Writing. I love that term. I'm going to steal it. So doing some release writing around your anger about this situation. We're going to get that energy out of you. The next commitment is play dates. Are you open to making that more concrete, like weekly or, and if you're not, don't commit because she doesn't need you to break promises. Yes. Yes. Okay. Weekly play dates just for the sake of creative expression and communing with that younger part of you. And then... The third one is having a cause around your lives where this is now just an exercise of you healing you rather than some sort of business strategy. Do you want to make a commitment around how often you'll go live? You don't have to. Yes. Once a week. (laughs) Do that once a week. The play part is for some reason feels so emotional to me. (laughs) I think it's just, I haven't allowed myself to play haven't allowed yourself to play. Yeah. Which makes sense. It's kind of dangerous, right? What you learned was when I'm playful, I'm wrong. That makes sense. It's like the only person I can get playful around is my husband. He's really good at drawing that side out of me. Everyone else, I'm just like very straightforward, very business-like and or emotional. (laughs) (laughs) Or emotional. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And what I'm hearing you say is you don't feel like that's who you really are. So this is about you stepping fully in and expressing who you really are. Yes. I hear that. What a beautiful gift to give that little girl. Yeah. 
allowing her to shine, allowing her to color outside the lines. Yeah. And saying it's okay. It's okay to do that. It's and actually it's, wonderful. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's her time to go play and not have to do everything everyone tells her to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And be that good girl. She doesn't have to do good things in order to be good. She just is. And in order for people to like me, yeah, that I don't always have to be, yeah, that good girl doing the what other people think are the right things. Oh, life. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I just feel like, gosh, what would it be like to not care about growing? <laughs> You want to get stuck in one place <laughs> your whole entire life. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. And that's what really this is about. And I think for most of us who go into business, it's a journey to heal. That's really what we're doing here. That's what's so interesting too, right? Like in terms of business, like especially when you work for yourself, there's so much of like your own path and your own growth that also needs to happen while when your business is growing and doing its thing as well. That's what I think is so amazing about working with you is just like, you know, you're able to see that other side of it and not just tell us like how to do certain steps, right? Like it's not about the steps so much. And it's also about like what's kind of blocking us and keeping us stuck in that one the thing about the steps is when the steps are really clear, that's what opens up the pathway for the personal growth because we can't hide behind trying to figure the steps out. And I heard it said once, and I've repeated it a million times since then. I can't even remember who told me first time, but it's this idea that your business is not going to grow any more than you're growing. I agree with that. Yes. I think I see that every day. So I just want to acknowledge you because you are so committed to growing inspiring. Thank you. It really is. So I want to hear from you and I don't know, do you want to check in me an email in a month, maybe six weeks and let me know how this relationship is healing and also what it felt like to just burn that piece of paper, calling that horrible teacher out. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Great. Well, I'm here to support you and we are all rooting for you inside the club. Thank you for bringing this to the podcast today. I know it's going to be in service to so many people. And even just you bringing this issue to the podcast is such an act of self-trust and uh, showing that younger side of you that you're handling this. So thank you for that. It's really beautiful to see and inspiring to hear. Thank you. Thanks, Dallas. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Do all of the things (laughs) to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us, and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. 
I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So let's be Insta friends. Head on over to Instagram and look for my new handle. Again, it's Dallas Travers Biz Mentor. You can do that now and you just might find some funny reels while you're there. So believe me when I tell you, it'll be worth it. Okay, thanks again for tuning in. I truly appreciate that you make time to listen to this show and I hope you have a wonderful week.